seven o'clock on the dot today and there is no one here yet because i never start on time so guys <clears throat> if you're there watching could you please like and share and leave a comment in this video and you can follow me as always at instagram bro here's the thing and twitter at devastator 48 like i say please leave a comment like and share and interact with this live stream it would help me out immensely so as you can tell by the title which i am now posting the title in the description so that you can actually see on facebook what's happening because facebook is my main audience unfortunately not twitter or youtube which would really all be bad honestly let's be serious um i need to find alternate alternate places to stream and post my material now obviously i post on rumble and things like that but it's not live and it uh, gets almost no traction so <clears throat> this is where i live facebook so guys um as you know aaron o'toole went down in a flaming trash heap yesterday or yesterday it was yesterday and was voted out of the position of leader of the conservative party and as we know hello karen and as we know um it is always about manipulating and um how do i put this controlling the narrative with uh, these leftist globalist types, and yes, I am calling an air. I'm calling Aaron O'Toole a leftist globalist type. So, I'll just make this big. Uh, we're on Aaron O'Toole's Twitter feed, and you can see he posted this right before he was ousted. Uh, there are two roads open to the conservative party of canada one is the road of randy hillier and Derek sloan it is angry negative and extreme it is a dead end one that would see the party of confederation become the ndp of the right so that's his first tweet out of five now think about that Derek sloan is angry and extreme now have you actually met him or talked to him or listened to him he is None of those things. And I'm not even like this giant Derek Sloan supporter. It's just, he's like just a reasonable person. Oh, and why is Randy Hillier extreme? Because he was the first person talking about the camps that were being built. Uh, when he was in Ontario, speaking to the, uh, the, the, uh, provincial parliament in Ontario about building camps and the requisition from the federal government for building camps. So that what makes him extreme something that was actually happening. Is that why? So guys, Aaron O'Toole was, uh, 
was horrendous. And Laura is in the chat saying, y'all need to O-Tool Kenny. I, I agree. And we will get to Jason Kenny. Trust me, we will. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, look, see, the first two comments are, let's get rid of Jason Kenny now. O'Toole was awful. Thank you. That is true. So we're going to keep reading through these tweets because they kind of just knowing what happened with this vote, reading this in context is what makes it fun, right? So he said, um, did that make it large on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the other road is to better reflect the Canada of 2022 to recognize that conservatism is organic, not static. And that a winning message is one of inclusion, optimism, ideas, and hope. So think about that though. So conservatism is organic. Okay. That's true. It's organic. Um, and what you tried to do to drive it as far left as possible as hard and fast as possible is nothing or there's nothing organic about that. Um, and then look at, look at, look at this. Uh, I mean, you couldn't have a better liberal tweet. This is a liberal tweet. The winning message is one of inclusion, optimism, ideas, and hope. How come you didn't win Aaron? If your message is the winning message, why didn't you win? You lost. Cause you're a loser and your worldview sucks. And this message is the message of losers. So I'm not saying inclusion is somehow this awful thing. What I am saying is this leftist code speak of inclusion is awful, right? What does he mean by that? We know what he means. He means leftist jargon, right? So look at it inclusion optimism ideas and hope well randy hillier and Derek sloan don't have ideas hope or optimism and they're not inclusive at all they're just evil racist bigot homophobes right so here we go moving on there is a report tonight of members of the conservative caucus who are unsure of what road to take they are it is said bringing a letter to caucus to trigger a vote on my leadership of the party. Good. Oh, I, sounds like he was pretty confident. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How many followers does Aaron have? Sorry, I just got to check this out for a minute. 168,000 followers. And his tweets. Okay, I mean, yeah, look at how low the tweet numbers are. I guess when you have bots following you, you know, it would stay pretty low. So moving on to number four of his tweet, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not turning back. Canada needs us to be united and serious. It's time for a reckoning to settle this in caucus right here, right now, once for all anger versus optimism. That is the choice in simple terms. <laughs> oh, anger has won. <laughs> Uh, I guess anger one, hey, Aaron, because you're out. <laughs> oh, optimism loses to anger every time, I guess. Then he finished with this. I will accept the result of this vote. The signers of this letter must accept it, too. They brought it. They'll have to live with it. Rebecca and I are committed to our party and conservatism in Canada. 
we look forward to continuing the journey. So think about this though, right? This, well, first we should gloat a little, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm imagining the people that, uh, pen the letter are accepting the vote, uh, results, aren't they? Aaron? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Um, so moving on though, committed to conservatism in Canada. There is nothing conservative about you because conservatism, let's be serious, is essentially based on a Christian worldview. So independence, um, not stealing from others, um, uh, communism is out. All these things are out. All these Marxist ideas are out in conservatism. And yet you were doing all of those things and wanting more of those things in in um in Canada conservatism is just well we'll raise your taxes slower than the liberals will. Oh good, thank you for taking my money over a longer period of time, making me suffer slower and slightly less agonizingly. Thank you. Thank you conservatism in Canada. Now, if I go back to the original tweet um oh no, 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 no. Where is it? Yeah, here we go. I want this tweet. Um, and I just wanted to show you guys this first tweet from Kean Bexty. Honk, 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 honk. I thought it was pretty good and relevant. I liked it a lot. Um, so someone's calling him, uh, someone's calling him a sore loser, but but that was before the vote, right? That was a chain of five tweets. Um, sorry if I didn't uh, explain that properly. He wrote all of that before the vote. So now looking back on it, it's just amusing, right? I think it is anyway. I don't know about you guys. Um, but yeah, so... Oh, I just... Oh, no, what did I just close? Oh, I closed Jason Kenny's window. That's okay. We'll get back. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. It's okay. So we go up here and I closed this. Oh, seriously. Okay. We're closing windows left, right, and center here. And hopefully I can remember the order that I wanted to present you guys the information with. See, we're not running a professional operation here. I have this useful system for running it and it, it is really good, but it's still it's still amateur because of the person operating it, if you know what I mean. So that's the problem. What's this one? Ah, okay. So Yeah, I think I opened them in the right order. So guys, moving on though. Jason Kenny six days ago started talking about lifting restrictions by March. Um, things have kind of shifted on that. And I don't really, I don't, I, I can't, I can't quite place my finger on what's happened in the last couple of days. Um, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, but we're going to find out what Jason said couple days ago uh where is the date on this bad boy oh there it is 
So this was six days ago, January 27th. Um, so anyway, Jason Kenney said he is confident the province's proof of vaccination program will lift by the end of March even. End of March, end of February, within days. Yeah, exactly. JJ in the comments is like, yeah, there's a natural chain of events kind of happening here. First he said end of March, then he said end of February, now he said within days, and that's exactly what I'm getting to. Thanks for ruining like 20 minutes of content, Jay. I appreciate it. Um, During Thursday's news conference... Kenny said his government could lift the restrictions exemption program and other public health measures before then, citing COVID-19 trends in the province. I did say when we brought in the proof of vaccination program back in early September that I did not foresee it going past the first quarter of 2022. That would be the end of March, Kenny said. I am hopeful based on the trends we're beginning to see here and we've seen elsewhere that we'll be able to consider lifting that and most other public health measures well before that. Weird. Okay, and I'm not getting it, right? So keep this in mind. What did he say? He would re- he'd be getting rid of other health measures and then the REP later, right? That's what he said in this article, okay? Um, and uh, there were some deaths, you know... Um, This is just a bunch of jargon. I don't care. Let's keep this in mind. I did say when we brought in the proof of vaccination program back in early September that I did not foresee it going past the first quarter of 2022. That would be the end of March. And then where is it? Oh, yes. Right here. This is the one. We've seen elsewhere that we'll be able to consider lifting that and most other public health measures well before that. So that was going to be the last thing they lift is what he was saying. So let's see. What has happened? Yeah, it's the boys are rolling to Edmonton. I mean, look. I want to say something. Chelsea, I love you. Let's not get too confident yet. They don't have a choice right now, but they have a choice to dial it back enough to make us very chill and docile Canadians go back to our maple syrup and flannel shirts and uh, and have enough, right? We need to make sure that we don't stop until it's all gone and never coming back. We cannot chill. We need to have no chill. No chill, right? <sighs> Exactly. Never trust a politician. I agree. I agree. So, guys, we saw that article. Now what? Jason Kenney, though, just the other day, has, um, there you go. That's what we like to see. That's where I'm at, right? We can't back down. It's We can't back down yet. We have to keep going, right? Obviously. So, now want to point something out to you guys check this out you know what in fact let's do uh let's do this one we can do this one we want to watch my reaction together right (laughs) no no one no one wants me enlarged okay i didn't think so so 
Now, February 2nd, he goes, if current trends continue and pressure on our hospital begins to ease, we will start relaxing COVID restrictions and we will start with the restrictions exemption program. That's weird. February 2nd, all of a sudden, it turns into, that's the first thing he'll get rid of. Good. I'm glad. But he is acting like it's his own idea and, and ignoring that a bunch of country bumpkins are beating the Laurentian elite here, right? So, we're very, very happy about that. Now, I want to play this video of him talking and read the headline first. I get the frustration out there, but the end of COVID-19 restrictions is near. Please stay tuned in the coming days for more information. Sick and tired of COVID restrictions? I'm with, I'm with you. So let's listen to what he has to say here. We've had a lot of protests and a lot of different people, and I think the vast majority of them are well-intentioned, law-abiding Canadians who are sick. Yeah, he is just trying to save face. Let's let's go back. He's He wants to make it look like it was his idea, right? Because he was the face of conservatism. And you're going to hear that here, that he begrudgingly put in these restrictions the whole time, and he hated every second of it. You're going to see that. Um Let's not forget, Jason, that you're the province with three arrested pastors, right? So let's not forget about that, that um, you were the most heavy-handed premier in Canada on churches. Who are sick and tired uh, of uh, how COVID has turned their lives upside down. Uh, They're frustrated with all kinds of public health measures. and in many are frustrated in particular with the quarantine requirement for uh, cross-border truckers. So to those folks who've been out there trying to make that point peacefully and, and respectfully, uh, thank you. Thank you for um, using your Democrat. You mean like 99.9% of all the protesters that were out there? Um and then, like, the only one who we would say not peaceful, but even though he was there peacefully, was Confederate flagman who was being followed around by a guy who suspiciously looks a lot like Justin Trudeau's photographer. That, you mean that? Like, he wants to thank all of the peaceful protesters because there were some that weren't, would be the inflection or the inference he's making, I should say. Democratic rights to do that. Thank you for sh- sharing your, your passion and your frustration. Um, and I certainly hear you. Uh, uh, to those here in Alberta who have uh, participated in or supported so- some of these protests, um, I, I, specifically, I want to say to them, <laughs> I am very sympathetic. I'm leading a government that has repeatedly been attacked. I want to cover some, I want to deal with something right now. And Laura posts this. This awesome uh, comment. People are fawning all over Scott Moe and thanking him for freeing them, even though no date has been given. Um, Sorry, my chat. Oh, I can't read the box because of the way my screen is set up. Sorry. It's like they have Stockholm Syndrome. Thanking their abuser. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Scott Moe comes out Says he's ending all the restrictions, and uh, according to Laura, there's no date been set yet. Don't thank the man. You put your fist down and you say, it should have never been taken in the first place. 
how dare you act like you're giving me back something that you were allowed to take. That's the problem with all of the things that they're wording, all of the things that they're saying, is that they still think they have the right to do what they did. They still think that it's okay and that they could do it anytime. They think that they can do it. Right? And again, Laura saying the same thing as me, it was never his to take. Exactly. You never had the right to take it. Anyway, let's keep listening to Jason. The government that has repeatedly been attacked for having treated restrictions as a last and limited resort. Now, I will say this. To be fair, the left has been relentless on them trying to up the pressure. You have an army of people in this country and in this province and in the city near me who want more restrictions than we've ever had at any given time. They would want nothing but the harshest restrictions. They basically are want gulags. And so in his, uh, I don't even want to say in his defense, but if we're being accurate, it is true that the UCP has been harassed to be more heavy handed than it was. So that is true. I'll just click it back a little. They last in limited resort. But please understand we've only ever resorted to restrictions when the alternative was overwhelming our healthcare system and potentially having to pull life support from people in our intensive care. And was the healthcare system ever, uh, ever actually stretched? Was it? I do remember talking to some ER nurses a couple months ago who don't work there anymore. I'm pretty sure about how the ER room was filled with people with heart conditions. That was straining. I do remember that, but I know for a fact right now that the COVID ward's empty because I know someone who's getting cancer treatment right now and the COVID ward is empty at the U of A. They're sending home, allegedly sending COVID patients home in taxis because it's so not that bad. Wards, or canceling even more surgeries and medical procedures, which would hurt even more people. Please, to folks who are so frustrated, I share, I, by God, I share the frustration. Please understand. We're frustrated with you, and you're about to learn that we don't believe you. What you're saying right now, no one believes you. Everyone is blaming you. You didn't do this to help anybody. What would have been better is doing nothing, Jason. Everyone knows that. Everyone who wants to vote for you or would vote for you would be on that team knows that nothing would have been more effective than what you guys did to us. I understand that um, we uh, have tried to uh, take a minimal approach to restrictions, but a necessary one to avoid even more damaging cancellations of surgeries uh, and, uh, and, and loss of life from COVID-19. Please understand, there have been no good choices in any of this. This is a true statement, the, this comment that I've posted. It says uh, he's lying, he didn't add beds, he pulled them, he fired doctors, nurses, and technicians. Yeah, if you, did, if you go back, you'll see that at the start of the pandemic, we had, what, 1,100 um, beds? 
and you know we were at this percentage and then all of a sudden we got down to like what was it like 560 beds and we were at like 98 percent capacity you know numbers like that i don't know the numbers but it dropped by like half all of a sudden the beds dropped by half and then we were worried about stretching the numbers what happened to all the beds what happened to the beds yeah locking pastors uh locking up pastors was minimal eh jason yeah and it didn't do anything um grace life has been packed ever since when we got the church back it's been full i forgot that churches would even be doing restrictions to people i literally have forgotten about it because We've just been operating as normal for months now, and I forgot, I, like, basically forget about the other restrictions other than the fact that I can't go into restaurants. I, like, I don't even remember. Yeah, Chelsea says, firing us all from our jobs was that minimum? So, Chelsea has lost, she's in the comments here, we're actually, like, we've known each other since we were small, small children because our parents are friends. Um, she lost her job as well. Now I still technically am employed. I'm on leave without pay from, from, from ATCO who, who is getting rid of us. Uh, but I mean, it's essentially being fired. Right. Um, and so technically that's not Jason Kenny, but the fact that we live in a country where private businesses think they can mandate what you inject into your body and that there's no governments stepping in to do the right thing is disgusting. And I, and I do blame him. I blame our politicians that I'm on this, that I'm on leave without pay. Right. Which by the way, I am working just so we're clear. I don't not have a job. I have a job. It's just not the same job. Anyway, let's try and slug through this garbage. So to folks who are motivated by that frustration, um, I t- totally sympathize with that. But the vast majority of them oh, no. are well-intentioned, law-abiding Canadian restrictions, but a necessary one. Sorry, guys, I clicked on the wrong thing there. To avoid it's back close to the right spot. With even more damaging cancellations of surgeries uh, and, uh, and, and, and loss of life from COVID-19. Please understand, there have been no good choices in any of this. So, to folks who are motivated by that frustration... Jane says, he didn't do without one check. Exactly. And you know what else he didn't do without? One meal, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyway, um... (laughs) Like, what a luxury right now to be able to stress eat, right? (laughs) Like, wouldn't that be fun? I wish... I wish I could, uh... I wish I could afford to stress eat like Jason Kenny does right now. Uh, Laura says, until they repeal the state of emergency mandates and pass legisl- legislation repealing discriminatory policies, the fight isn't closed over. Yeah, I mean, I would say we have to keep supporting the trucks until all these things are gone. I would say the trucks, we, we need to keep doing this stuff until it's all gone until it's all dissolved right and i mean we saw justin trudeau double down in parliament via webcam uh was it yesterday um so the the doesn't look it doesn't look good federally that's for sure he doubled down hard sorry 
<coughs> Excuse me. Um, I t totally sympathize with that. But uh, please express that in a way that uh, is lawful and peaceful. Uh, and, uh, and please... Uh, you mean like everybody who's been doing it? Well, I guess... Oh, so here's the thing. He would say it's been unlawful because he passed legislation to make blocking a road unlawful which has only been used against conservative protests since it's been passed right or it's only been brought up you know don't make a bad situation worse i'm out there trying to campaign <coughs> to end the uh, quarantine requirement for unvaccinated cross-border truckers i went down to washington in large part to make that case i've made it to the prime minister thanks man we really appreciate you i'll continue to so for those who feel that way, I'm on your side. Worst video ever. Anyway, you you get the point. I'm here for the moment. I got in a discussion on Facebook with someone who was negative toward truckers under a video where they're playing hockey. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. So quick break here. Um, so mandates are going to end at least for the time being in Alberta, but what's going to happen is they're going to try and bring it in, in cities. And then you'll either be living in a free city or town or one that still wants to punish you. But before we get there, I have one more thing to show you guys. Do you know that I still have my discount code with resistance coffee company did you know that now i just saw this and i figured i would share with you guys um hold on a second here what is it? no there we go so as you can see here they have a new coffee roast from resistance coffee company it's called unacceptable views and it's roasted by the fringe. And let's go read the description together. <clears throat> but Laura, did you use the discount code? <laughs> oh, people don't even know about the discount code right now. Anyway, let's read the description. Roasted by the fringe for those who dare to think for themselves and hold views that are not supported by government-funded medium. This coffee is a medium roast that is great any time of day. So, if we click buy it now, <clears throat> I want to show you guys something. Look at this. Discount code. Check this out. We could do it live right now. Is it actually showing it, though? Yeah, it is. Check it out. D-A-V-I-S. Now what happens? Check it out. You save 10%. Right there. So, the more you order, the more money you save. I, right? That's kind of, I think that's how, well, I mean, not really. But you get 10% off if you use my last name for a discount code. They say it's on first orders, but this looks like you could technically punch it in so i don't know try it out if you've uh, haven't used 
If you haven't used my discount code, use it now. And if you have in the past, punch it in again anyway, because they're using shop pay. So I don't know, maybe it'll work. Also, I noticed, I checked this out. They still have Mad Max purple defund the CBC shirts. And they do not have five pound bags of the unacceptable views coffee so the big one for me was always COVID 1984 but i like the medium roasts quite a bit so anyway support resistance coffee company they're from saskatchewan they're a small company who made a coffee company to support conservative views and libertarian views and christian views all of those things i'm not saying all those things are the same i'm saying they support all those things okay so moving on though, let's get this guy up here. Mayor Sohi. And by the way, guys, do you know who this guy is? Do you know that he was a cabinet minister for the Trudeau government? Uh, let's, yeah, you know, we'll go with this one. He was a cabinet minister for the Trudeau government and now he's the mayor of Edmonton. So Edmonton is literally hell on earth, essentially, right? So. Mayor Sohi says, too soon, too fast. And he's urging the province to keep the COVID-19 measures in place. So he said he has asked city staff to look at its authority to craft its own measures, including possible continuation of the vaccination passport program in the city. Well, I can tell you something. You know what? You know what I think would be a really good idea? Let's say Alberta ends the restrictions and the capital of Alberta, Edmonton, decides to impose its own restrictions exemption program and keep vaccine passports in. I think a bunch of truckers would do really well plugging up the streets of Edmonton for days at a time. Don't you? I think that would be really awesome. And I think once they're done at the border, if this guy has the nerve to do this, uh, then he, I think he's going to see some 18-wheelers in his streets, too. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he will. Edmonton Mayor Amarjeet Sohi is urging the province not to remove COVID-19 restrictions too soon, too fast, after the Alberta government said it would get rid of it. Alberta government said it would lift the measures. Speaking to reporters Thursday afternoon, Sohi said he wants the public health measures to remain for a while longer to ensure the health and safety of residents and protect those under age five who still can't be vaccinated. Now keep in mind, there is still a mask mandate in Edmonton, like as a temporary bylaw or whatever, until I think December of this year. So they would still have the mask mandate in place everywhere. But, uh, but yeah, he wants, uh, he wants you to have to still scan in. And so, yeah, the cities that do this, if Alberta gets rid of it, they need to be punished. Like that's what needs to happen. Right. Listen to this communist. We all have a collective responsibility to do what we can to keep everyone safe. And I ask that the provincial government keep this top of mind as they reconsider COVID-19 restrictions. 
These restrictions need to be in place for a little bit longer, so he said. The COVID-19 virus is showing that it is not finished with us yet. With the rising spread of the Omicron variant. Like, no one's scared of the Omicron variant. Nobody. The only people that are scared of the Omicron variant are your diehard supporters. A bunch of communists who really aren't actually scared of it. They just want everyone to wear masks and be oppressed. They just love the feeling of oppression. I mean... People think that elections were rigged in Al- in in Edmonton and Calgary. I mean, obviously, I don't know, but it would not shock me. And so, guys, did oh yeah, okay, I know what I missed. So anyway, we can't really let anything go by without doing an update on what's happening at the border, right? So, I do have. Um, I do have, uh, I do have some, some stuff from Facebook live video from the border. And, um, I think it's this one. Yeah. Okay. So the issue is, is it just didn't, Oh, it just didn't come up. So there we go. We'll do this one. So. I'm going to play um, <clears throat> so, well, so Jane says, you know, in this is talking about the municipal elections again. Going from liberal light to very liberal doesn't add up in conservative Alberta. Edmonton has always been very left leaning. So I don't know if we can really say that because Edmonton has always been extremely left because there's very a lot of government jobs and a lot of um, government-funded jobs, right? So Edmonton does make sense to me. It's just that the gloves are coming off and the leftism is... Uh, the leftism is, uh, is escalating. So anyway, I've got some updates from the border. This one's from last night. Okay, everybody, so here we are. It's about 10.30 on Wednesday night. Um, We've got everybody up nice and close to the police barricade because the strategy for tonight, we're told, is they want to start to pick individuals off or people in small groups. So we've had a few more trucks join tonight. We can see the trucks back further. Uh, We just had a couple tractors roll through. The farmers and ranchers down here I cannot say enough good things about them. These people are stepping up. I just talked to a who's in his late 60s, and he, he laughed. He said, uh, yeah, I'm going to spend the night in the John Deere tractor. That's what's happening. These people are out here. Like a 70-year-old guy is going to sleep in his tractor tonight, everybody. That's the, the, the level of resolve. That's what's happening. People are, people are, are dug in, and, uh, and it's good. Lots of passion, um, lots of nerves. We're, we're, we're wondering when we'll, they'll, they'll descend on us. Um, yeah, this is insanity. This, this whole thing is just beyond comprehension. Um, we're hearing lots from people who are talking about how the politician said this and, oh, maybe we do that. And, you know, we're, we're there in spirit. Gee, that's meaningful. 
very, very soul-touching. So, uh, so let your politicians know that they dropped the ball, everybody. This is a Justin Trudeau. This is a Jason Kenney. This is a Rachel Notley. This is your MLAs. This is every one of them who aren't here right now. This is every one of them who want division. This is everyone who doesn't want us to be together as a country. You'll have to forgive me for shaking, but it's so cold out here that whew, it's hard to hold the camera still. So you can see there's people on the border, and it, it was cold in Alberta uh, for the last couple days, like really cold. So these people are out there suffering. I'm going to skip ahead. This is, this is our version of democracy here right now. We've got, uh, I mentioned Brian Peckford earlier, and the fact that he's challenging. He's the last surviving signatory on our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah, have you heard about this? Brian, Brian Peckford, his name is? Is that what it is? He helped write the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and he is challenging the Trudeau government in court, which has a lot of, like, seems pretty positive, has way more weight to it than just some guy on the street, you would think, right? If anybody in Canada knows about our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it's him. He's taking our federal government to court. That, that's big. To the average person, you might be going, okay, it's another individual taking our, our, our government to court. This is it. This is the guy that drafted the document. He's saying our charter rights are being infringed upon. So you can see it's pretty. it was pretty crowded down there last night, and they were worried about people getting arrested, and so he had an update video. The, the value of that cannot... He had an update video from uh, this morning, so let's check that one out. Good morning, everyone. So we made it through the night here with the blockade south of Milk River. We had uh, a pretty good group stay through the night. So we've had brief conversations with the guys inside and, uh, and there's definite value in people being here during the day, but it's the night side folks that we need to think about. People need to come here and, and stay through the night if we can. They're going to try and take this out at some point in time. We know for sure that the police are not being honest with what's happening or what their plans are. So we need to come here to be prepared. So having people through the day is, is great and it's amazing. But if you can, come down, be prepared to spend the night. Even if you can rotate with somebody so that you can spend time through the night, it's going to be really important. So I'm going to skip ahead and just see what he says. He's basically just saying, like, we need to get down here and see what's happening, right? You need to get down here and help. Canada, the, the videos from last night have brought response from across the planet, but more so from across Western Canada and Alberta. The, res the response has been amazing. And I mean, literally, it's... So no one has been picked off by RCMP yet. So that's good. It's it's elderly to youth. It's it's every group, age, oh, race, look, you name it. You know what? I didn't even look at this one. But this one is from only eight hours ago. So what happened here? Good morning, everybody. So here's our kind of mid-morning update. There's uh, more and more people showing up. We've got some uh, Super Bs. We've got stock trailers. We had some more tractors just show up. we got multiple sewer, or sorry, sewage, sorry manure spreaders that showed up so uh we were hoping that they'd be loaded because really they need to deposit uh a that's just an opinion there's people here with their kids 
You can see some younger folks walking along right there. I'm just going to skip by the truck here really quick. We had a picker truck show up flying some flags. So the support here, folks, is it's huge. So everybody here knows the messages that we've been receiving, not just from Alberta, not just from Western Canada, but from across the world, we've been sharing with the truckers inside. Literally, we spent hours last night reading through the messages. Your messages of support are so big. Inside there, communication isn't great. Uh, unfortunately, the organization isn't great either, but it's, it is what it is, and we're doing the best we can to facilitate conversation. Let them know that there's support. So keep the support coming. We appreciate it. So that's the update here. So for an explanation, there these people are on, uh, these people are not, at the border they're in i think what's called milk river because the rcmp kept uh people from getting close to the border again right so they have put in like a barrier there to keep people from plugging the border directly here it's uh it's a little warmer today i've got a few things i want to talk about first i got four or five points here that we need to go over quickly so, so uh, i if you would like to listen to what he has to say or uh, what he's talking about, you can look at Rally for Resources, the movement. You can go to that Facebook page and see what he has to say, okay? <sighs> so, guys, went there today, went, oh, look at this. No way. Cool. Went there today to Milk River. The RCMP wouldn't let me through. Yeah, they just let you to the Milk River area. Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, they're not going to make it easy for us, right? So, guys, this has reminded me of something. Um, it reminded, and I was trying to find something relevant, and this came to mind. Because it does feel like we're winning right now, okay? And uh, I want to make it clear that we need to remember, if we are winning, we need to remember who gets the glory, right? So, if you are not used to this, if you don't know what this channel's about, you know that I make things biblically relevant or try to do that, we're not saying I do a good job of that. We're just saying that that's what I attempt to do. And so this reminded me of Isaiah 10. And uh, I'm going to put the text up for you guys. Hopefully it's readable. Let's see. Now nah, we'll make it as big as possible. Hey, So you might have a section where the text is cut off by my screen. Um, but that's okay. We're just going to have to deal with it, you know. Or I could spotlight it. Hold on. Now, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the just the screen up. Let me know real quick if you can hear me talking. So I'm just gonna keep talking for a second. Please let me know if you can hear me keep if you can still hear me talking while the screen's up. Yes or no? We're doing an online test. I wish that the comments came in faster. Awesome. 
That's great. Okay, so I now know how to deal with that. So perfect. So guys, Isaiah 10, I'm going to read out of my Bible, which you can't see, but I've got Isaiah 10 up for you guys. We're going to go down to starting at 5. So for context, uh, Yahweh, the God of the Bible, um, is punishing Israel, is going to punish Israel, judge Israel for worshiping idols and sinning against him who they are they are his chosen people and he is going to chastise them and how he's going to chastise them is sending assyria to punish them he's sending a pagan nation to come attack israel and judge them on his behalf now what you're going to see though is you're going to see that Assyria and its king will be punished because they did not give God the honor. And so, guys, before I continue on with this, um, <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. Thank you. So, Laura says, uh, "Great episode, Devin. I think Ruth would be proud." See, I've been I caught some flack last week for not being prepared. But I was prepared. I was just kind of muttering or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I wasn't smooth, right? And so, guys, I want you to think about how this relates to the current situation. So, guys, think about this. Um, We are, <clears throat> it looks like we're going to win something here. Whether that's temporary or long-lasting, I don't know. I, I don't know the scope. I, 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 But we're starting to feel confident. Now, for the next step, I want people to have this in their minds. Do not become self-deceived, become arrogant, and um, give ourselves, the mankind, the glory. If God gives us a victory here, it is because God chose to give us a victory. And so I want to show you guys this text um, because I think it's relevant. And so we're going to start in verse 5. So keep in mind, God is going to use Assyria to judge Israel, but he is also going to punish Assyria, and we'll find out why. Woe to Assyria, the rod of my anger. This is God talking, obviously. And the staff in whose hands is my indignation. I send it against a godless nation and command it against the people of my fury. To capture spoil and to seize plunder and to trample them down like mud in the streets. But it does not intend to act in this way. And it does not think in its heart in this way. Rather... What is in its heart is to destroy and to cut off many nations. For it says, are not my princes all kings? You can see the arrogance, right? Is not Kalno like Carchemish, or Hamath like Arpad, or Samaria like Damascus? As my hand has reached to the kingdoms of the idols, whose graven images were greater than those of Jerusalem and Samaria... Shall I not do to Jerusalem and her images just as I have done to Samaria and her idols? So it will be that when the Lord 
has completed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria. Oh, are we there yet? No. Yeah, let's get that going there. So, <clears throat> so it will be that when the Lord has completed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the fruit of of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the pomp of his eyes, which are raised high. So he is arrogant and pompous and God is going to punishment. And look, and then, so now it's going to show you verse 13, what the king of Assyria has said for he has said by the power of my hand and by my wisdom, I did this for I have understanding and I removed the boundaries of the peoples and plundered their treasures. And like a mighty man, I brought down their inhabitants. And my hand reached for the wealth of the peoples like a nest. And as one gathers abandoned eggs, I gathered all the earth. And there was not one that flapped its wing or opened its beak or chirped. Now, listen to what God says next. Is the axe to boast itself over the one who chops with it? Is the saw to magnify itself over the one who wields it? That would be like a rod wielding those who lift it, or like a staff lifting him who is not wood. So, now he's going to punish Assyria, and I'm not going to get into that part. But, now, think about this. Um, we are close to a type of victory here, but we, as Christians, if you are a believer watching this, you need to direct these people to the God who is giving them this breakthrough, who is giving them this win. If this is a win, if we get a win here, it is because God has allowed it. And God has ordained it. And God has heard us crying out and has given us this victory, right? So how do we respond as believers? We need to remember who has done this for us. And we need to direct others to who has done this for us. This can't just be the rah-rah freedom cry we're uniting and people are awesome and, and, you know, there's hope for humanity, all those kinds of slogans that you hear, because that's not what this is about. If God gives us a win here, we need to give him the glory. And how do we do that? How do we give people, how do we give God the glory? Well, we direct those, like this is for dealing with people that are on our side with this thing, right? So we need to direct those people to the God who gave them this victory. <clears throat> we need to tell them that God is merciful and that God has given us this win. And, and that is because he shows his life to all or his love to all his creation. He hates injustice even injustice done to those whom he has not saved yet. And there are believers. There are people who will follow Christ 
in these groups waiting to be found by believers. And so we must direct those people to God. And so how do we do that? We show them who the victor is. We show them who the victor is and what is Jesus the victor of? What is he the victor over? Sin. He conquered sin. And how did he do that, right? He went to the cross and died for our sins on the cross. And how could he do that? Well, Jesus Christ was born in the flesh of a man. But he was born without sin because he was God in the flesh. And because of that, he was able to be the perfect unblemished lamb of sacrifice. And God sacrificed him on the cross to pay for the sins of all who would believe on him. And that cannot be understated. That is what we need to direct people to. And they need to understand that after three days, Jesus Christ rose from the dead and showed that he has power over life and death. And when you believe on his sacrifice, you will be saved of your sin. Because the punishment for sin is death. But you can have the punishment you deserve placed on Christ. All you need to do is believe on him. And you will turn from your sins. And trust on him for the forgiveness of your sins. And that's what we need to do. That's what we all need to do. And so, yeah, actually I'll direct traffic to that as well. So, you know, it's funny. Me and Nicole, that's my wife. Um, we're originally going to be selling Carpe Fide shirts in Canada, but obviously financial situations changed and we couldn't just bear that burden, uh, the way we wanted to. So our friend Shannon in, uh, Nova Scotia has, she is going to be running Carpe Fide Canada, which is fantastic. And so. I'm just going to post Laura's com comment here. Uh, Aaron Coates, uh, our, my pastor's wife, was on uh, a live stream with them today. And Shannon talking about the Carpe Fide Canada stuff. I didn't watch it yet. I saw that it was there. Um, I had to get home and just um, start preparing for this, right? So... Um, and Laura also would like you guys to know that there's a typo there. It's Carpe Fide, not Carpe Diem. We forgive you. And, oh, thank you. A YouTube page says, that was a wonderful message. Thank you. So, guys, just remember. Thank you for keeping me on task as well. Remember that we need, everything needs to be gospel focused. If you're a believer, everything needs to be gospel focused. And so, if we get a win, if we get a win, direct people to Christ if this ends up being more oppression and more slavery from these oppressors, remember that God has also ordained that as well. And that they can make our bodies slaves, but we are free in Christ and we can follow Christ and be free for eternity. And it doesn't matter what happens to us in this life, right? Would we like wins? Would we like to be free? Would we be like to be free to do everything 
um, everything that we'd, that we'd want. Of course, of course we would like that, but God doesn't promise that for us. And so it is more common to be a slave of Christ or sorry, a follower of Christ and free in him, but be a slave on earth in this life. That is usually, that is very common for Christians historically, right? And so actually that reminds me of something. Now I can't remember the exact chapter, but I just read it today. Um, and I, 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 uh, something clicked in my mind. I think it's in first Corinthians seven. Um, um, I, it's gotta be in here because it's talking about slavery and stuff like that. So slavery in the context of being, uh, you know, um, Ah, here we go. So, uh, ah, yeah, here we go. First Corinthians seven, 21 and on, it says, were you called while a slave? Do not worry about it. But if you are able also to become free, rather do that for he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. For you were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. So I just really liked what uh, verse 22 said. Um, For he who was called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. So if you are a slave on this earth, you are free in Christ. He has set you free spiritually and you will go to heaven and get to be with him. And then it says, likewise, he who was called while free is Christ's slave. So. The man who is free is now a servant or slave of Christ. He is now indebted to Christ and wants to follow him and devote his life to a life of servitude to Christ. But you are free in Christ because he has set you free from the bondage of sin. You will always have a master and it will either be sin or Jesus. That's it. Those are the only two options. Every other religion is a slave to sin. You're a slave to works. You're a slave to your own righteousness, which is all sinful. So guys, with that, we are over an hour. And uh, I'm going to end this before I start humming and hawing too much because I'm making things up that I didn't plan. And so with that, guys, thanks a lot. I will see you next week or possibly there will be a bonus episode. We don't know.